Hi, family, and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast, episode number 40, if you can believe that, where we chat about everyday stuff and we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hi again and welcome. Welcome. Come one, come all. It is your best friend, Drew Stoutenberg, host of the one and only Stouting Off podcast, where an insect just flew across my line of sight here and went toward the light box. So that's cool. And I am joined live, virtually, by my good friend and comrade, Jordan David McMillian. Jordan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what's been new, man? How are you? What's 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 the scuttlebutt? Um, I heard a rumor, actually. Doing great and uh, a current event. Yeah. Do you want to hear the rumor that I heard? Yeah. That you just got uh, gym flip-flops for the I gym did, showers. dude. That's well, awesome. Uh, I'll say this. I just reported that I did, but I went to the gym twice without them. And <gasps> gagged every yep. step that I took. Yeah, I have a friend who used to work at Planet Fitness. And he's like, not kidding. The most disgusting thing I could ever see at the gym was when in the men's locker room, you'd see somebody like going to the bathroom like in a stall. And, you know, you can see basically from just a little over or under knee high yeah. down. You can yeah. basically see when somebody's in there on the yeah. toilet. And he's like, when I would look in there and see that somebody's in there not wearing shoes. Dude, that is so absolutely Or like sandals disgusting. or something, you know? Anyway, yeah. so I didn't mean to cut you off with that and totally usurp slash you slurp your thing that you were about to say. No. You were like a current event and then... Yeah, so well, I did continue. get flops and I love my gym and mm. it's the reason that I wake up in the morning. Not my wife, nor my kids. <laughs> it's my, my gym. gym. <laughs> His name is James. He's a... <laughs> Good man. My gym. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah, but a current event um, that's currently going down in Michigan uh, is that over 490,000 people in Southeast Michigan don't have power. Unreal. And I have a colleague who I was just with. I, uh, I just left him. And we called around to, you know, the, the, the big stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, Harbor Freight, Tractor Supply, uh, and all of these places are sold I was say, out. That's got to be all of them. Jeez, sold out. Um. So yeah, he's gonna he bought one, and it's gonna get here on Saturday. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, your power's gonna be on. Your power's gonna be well established by then for a couple days. <laughs> Wait, that's Saturday. Okay, they and got two and a half of- days to figure this out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you <laughs> give DTE, give the local utility company an opportunity to fix it. Yeah. Um, so true. So true. That's like when um, I had, I think it was my mom here one time, or maybe, it, no, it was Will Woodington, in fact. And he was, <laughs> the air mattress popped on his second to last night. <laughs> and I, purchased a a replacement one but he was leaving the next day (laughs) so (laughs) like it got here after he had left so that's perfect use of of resources and your brain um 
Well, that's unfortunate. It stinks to be out of power, especially this time of year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fortunately Um, here though, it cools down a little bit at night, but true. Yeah. uh, I feel bad for people's like refrigerators and freezers and things like that, that they've, they've got the stuff going that, you know, I bet ice is going to have a shortage here in a little bit, you know? domino effect mm-hmm. of unfortunate circumstances there are going to be some ice cream casualties involved yeah you know he went to it's the ice cream store gunther your your daddy called he's going to the ice cream store he wants to take you with him <laughs> name that movie listener name that movie only 90s kids will know um what else is from that movie uh, the most the appetizing car- apple bite known to I man. I was just about to say, what are you eating there? Uh, apple. <laughs> That's Dennis and the Menace. takes the knife and cuts off a piece of an apple, and I'm like, <laughs> I need an apple. I have no to have apple one. has ever looked as adver- uh, advertising, as appetizing as that apple that Christopher Lloyd slices off this kid's apple, and he eats it. And the, even like for somebody who struggles with sounds of things, that sound is like pleasurable. It's like oh, satisfying. Sure. To That's hear. the best, dude. That's Just, the best sound. <sighs> it, you know another '90s like movie that something that happened to me. Uh, I was on. Uh, I was visiting a, a manufacturer of mine in Fort Lauderdale. We went on his boat. And he has just this all white house and his boats. You know, um, in his backyard, basically. That's cool. Um, I took a video of the house and I was excited and I said. Yo, this reminds me of the Mighty Ducks house when Gordon Bombay goes out onto the balcony Mm. in Los Angeles and everyone was like, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's unreal. That's D2. That's D2. D2, yep. Yeah, when Gordon Bombay kind of sells out a little bit. Hendrix Hockey Apparel wants to make him like a household name. Yep. And um, he starts slicking his hair back. He starts wearing $3,000 suits and he loses sight of what's most important. And that's his hockey team. That's team USA in the junior goodwill games who have an important game coming up against Iceland who happens to be coached by Wolf, the dentist, Wolf, the dentist Stanson <laughs> Wolf, man, that's a great movie. Nineties kids everywhere. Love so that one. Good. I watched, I've watched that movie. Actually, the Mighty Ducks trilogy in general, I've, I've watched that within the past, just made a throat noise, cool, uh, probably two months, eight weeks or so. It's nice. Oh, really? Yeah, I run on nostalgia a lot, though. Like like I said, I got Disney Plus, and I've kind of hit hit the brakes a little bit on the Marvel yeah. saga, and now I'm just going back and re-watching 90s stuff. I just watched Heavyweights last week, um, favorite of mine. Used to watch that every day after school. That or School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of the gym, you talked about earlier. I've been snacking a lot lately, man, and that's it's not good. I've been I've been trying not to go out and eat fast food so much, but when I go to the grocery store and I walk by the Oreos aisle, I have to get some. I have to get some. And yeah. my downfall there is that I shop while I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any dietitian, any nutritionist will tell you that's. In your first conversation, don't go grocery shopping while hungry. What do I do after after I work out at lunchtime? I'll sw- swing through Kroger. <coughs> Kroger. <laughs> I swing by Kroger. Bobby Kroger. 
<laughs> is that a person you know? No, but it sounds like it. <laughs> it does. It sounded so convincing. <laughs> yeah, I was in se- second grade with him. Um, he's the one who broke the window at the in the art class. But he... <laughs> I was about to keep going about Bobby. So anyway, he goes grocery shopping at Kroger. But no, when I walk by the um, Oreos, I they just scream to me. They're so good. Oreos are so good. So anyway, yesterday I bought a package of double stuff and I ate all but five of them <laughs> in one day. I felt like absolute sludge. I felt like Jabba the Hutt inside and out. It was it was bad. But it was great so anyway, while you were doing it. It was great. I would just come back. Like I don't even. I only had one actual meal during the day. I would just when I was hungry, I just eat a dozen Oreos. <laughs> That'll just hold me over for the next two and a half hours. Yeah, that's less than ideal. So I threw the rest away. I threw the last five away. That'll show them. <laughs> That'll show them. And you know, and I did the same with a bag of chips the other day too. Um, just a couple of days ago, black truff, black pepper truffle chips or something. Mm. But when I do, I have to pour the chips out of the bag into the trash. Because I have, in desperate times, dude, reached back into the trash to get snack foods out that were in there, but in their packaging. <laughs> to get Oreos. You Oreos. said that on the podcast one time, that the the last time you did that was with Oreos, dude. I I have, I, and I did that with the five Oreos, too. I'm, I sprinkled <laughs> them throughout, dude. So it's good. bad. It's bad. Johnny Nagel still gets on me about that. He's like, yeah, anytime I make comments about what he eats or does... He's like, yeah, remind me again who ate Oreos out of the trash. And I'm like, when you say it like that, it's not exactly painting the full picture. Okay, so relax. And plus, Johnny only eats leftovers. He doesn't eat anything fresh. He sent me a video of his fridge today. He was going through it. And all that's in there is food storage containers. There's nothing that's in original packaging. It's all like repurposed Cool Whip containers that actually have veal Parmesan in them. (laughs) <laughs> or like diff- he's got food storage Fancy containers. Food. And tupper- yes, he's he's disgusting. And I love him, but he's disgusting. I'm going to include this video. Uh, I'm going to send this to you right now, Jordan. So if you're watching the podcast, this is going to be rolling and you can um, you can decide for yourself. You can decide for your dang self. I went yeah. to, I don't know if you guys saw, if you're watching the podcast, while Jordan was talking about something at the beginning of the episode, I was pouring myself a glass of this Uncle Nearest. Uh, master blend edition premium whiskey so uncle nearest is a distillery relatively new operation um, in recent history but it actually has a, a a tradition and a legacy and a history dating back to about 1960 or 1860 that's right 1860 and it's in shelbyville tennessee it's about an hour and a half or so from here and I went a couple of weeks ago. And let me tell you this story. Have you ever heard of Uncle Nearest before, George? Yeah, yeah. I've had the bourbon. You have. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so listen to this. Uncle Nearest. I have just the story right here. And I'm going to just try to distill it down. This is fascinating. Back in about 1860 in Lynchburg, Tennessee, there was a reverend named Dan Call. And he owned a farm. Um, he was, you know, a young preacher. And he owned a farm that actually still stands today. So he was a preacher man, a reverend, but he also had a side hustle of distilling whiskey, which a lot of people did back in that day. Um, the man who distilled the whiskey on his property was actually a slave of his named Nathan Green. 
and people who knew him knew him affectionately as Uncle Nearest or Nearest Green. I don't know where Nearest comes from, but his name was Nathan Green. Okay. And Nathan Green or Uncle Nearest, again, he was um, a slave on Dan Call's property and uh, on his, yeah, on his farm. And he patented this, this technique of filtering the, uh, the stuff that you distill through uh, ma- sugar maple charcoal, okay? Which is now what we know as Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Exactly. So Uncle Nearest, actually, he actually came up with that, um, that concept, okay? Huh. And he had learned that from... Um, Uncle Nearest had learned that technique from when he lived in West Africa. That's how they would filter their water there. So... Huh. To, to clean it. So he brought that technique here and he began to put whiskey through that before it would get aged. Okay. And sometime in the 1850s, a young, okay. So I actually, I don't know when <laughs> this, I, I know I originally said 1860, but let's say 18 <laughs> freaking 10, no 40, 1840 or so 10 or 15 years later, another, uh, a boy from like the neighborhood came to uh, he came to Reverend Dan Call and asked him if he could work as well, if he could just work on the property. Um, so the Reverend took him on and gave him chores, but the boy became increasingly fascinated by what was going on down the road at the distillery on the property. He'd say, what's like the smoke coming out of there? And like, what, what is that smell? You know, it smells like bread and uh, oak. And eventually after, um, after, begging Dan call, please, would you just let me work in there? Teach me about this and whatever. The boy who was named Jasper was introduced to uncle nearest and was told to teach him what he knew. And a natural entrepreneur, Jasper, this young boy believed in this whiskey that he could start selling it as far and wide as he could. You still with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. December, December 6th, 1865 came around and the 13th amendment was finally passed. Uncle nearest was a free man. Not long after Jasper bought the distillery and named it after himself, though he didn't use his given name. He preferred what the locals called him, not Jasper Daniel, but Jack Daniel. Wow. That's right. So he asked Nathan to be his very first master distiller, a position which he happily accepted. The men worked together until Nathan retired. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's amazing. Nathan's story was lost for a long time. We can only imagine why, right? Yeah. Um, The story of a a black man with a legacy, you know, it's kind of hushed throughout history. But only recently um, was this distillery, Uncle Nearest, built where Nathan's descendants work today. So just within the past three or so years, they built, Nathan's descendants built this, um, this distillery uncle nearest to basically pay tribute and to tell his story again. So his legacy lives on. That's amazing, dude. Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's a phenomenal story. You know what it kind of reminds me of too? Hmm. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember back maybe a year or two ago, uh, we took a tour in downtown Nashville um, at a place called Nelson Greenbrier. That's right. And, a kind, not the same story by any stretch, but someone, you know, uh, was really fascinated with the way 
that their their red meat tasted and and the 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 bacon i think uh, specifically like the, yes. the pork and pigs and things like that yeah they're like how do you get it to taste this good but it was all of the the mash from the distillery being like what dumped over the fence or sold or something like that yeah and he's like then he became fascinated and and i think greenbrier started right like that's kind of yeah. how it started but so, then, yeah, I, but now the descendants are running it. Yeah, I was just there. That's absolutely right. I was just there, in fact, uh, an, uh, about four or five weeks ago, and that's what happened. Yeah, in I believe it was Cincinnati, in the time of like the eighteen hundreds, was known as Porkopolis. It was like the pork capital of the the country. Wow. And I think something like. 30 to 50% of the country's pork came from there. And that's where actually where, um, I forgot his name, Nelson. I forgot his first name. Yeah. Began to build his, um, his empire and it wasn't in whiskey. It was in pork, but he was feeding them the mash or the, basically the discarded corn stuff, corn shuckings and stuff that was left over from making whiskey. He would feed the pork and it would be really good. So anyway, he went into distilling his story was untold for a long time until two brothers with the last name Nelson were on a road trip through Tennessee and they stopped and saw a sign that said something Thomas, I think maybe it was Thomas Nelson. Um, they saw a sign in some obscure town where uh, on their road trip they stopped and the more research they did, they said, oh my gosh, we are fourth generation descendants of this guy. <laughs> And so they found the original recipe for the whiskey and long story short, they got investors, they got the capital, they got the property and they started distilling, <laughs> which is fascinating using the same recipe, the same bottling, the same label, the same everything that it's was crazy. available back in the mid 1850s. That is uh, or insane. So. Charles wild. Nelson, by the way, Charles, Charles Nelson, Thomas Nelson is like a publishing company. Okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, we love whiskey. And that's why it's again, we've talked about this before. It's not get drunk juice, but it's 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 a it's America's it's native spirit. It's the legacy, it's the tradition, it's the heritage, it's the story. And so yeah, it's cool. Like so I'm I'm drinking Uncle Nearest right now, just sipping on it. And this is, you know, using the same like the same family who's making this was you know in a, in essence making this back in the mid middle of the 18th century so it's crazy it's, cool. it's crazy it's, man it's cool and this stuff's really good the stuff that i got is a, a master distiller blend or something master blender something and it's only sold at the distillery it's really good oh, next cool. time we get together I'll, I'll have to pour you some yeah that sounds good i hear your kids bro <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real <laughs> the struggle is real um like the country the people israel <laughs> um, man i've i've written some things down and i'm looking at our idea note um pretty messed up that that guy got in a fight and a mini little brawl tried to start a brawl on a flight yeah fight on a flight they, and I don't, did you see the uh, interview with the, um, the flight attendant, the duct tape one or whatever? It was funny. Yeah, it yes. Was really it was funny. extremely funny. Very funny. You guys have to go check that out. I forgot what the flight attendant's name was, but basically just look that up and 
the flight attendant's interview, dude. <laughs> he should have his own podcast. He's more qualified than than uh than I am. That guy's so entertaining. Um, I always wonder, like, if when I see that stuff, I I wonder. I question rather the legitimacy, you know, immediately. Yeah. Now it, it it was probably completely legit, but yeah. there's just something inside of me that was like, all right, is he trying to do this? Is he it was trying so to be polished hilarious? and like rehearsed. Does he want to be? Does he want to be? You know, uh, remixed by what are the brothers' names? Um, That's exact Gregory brothers. Gregory That's brothers. exactly what I thought. You know, like all He's these different things. He's hiding in your windows. He's snatching you people <laughs> right, up. Right, right. Um, yeah, about airplane flights though, dude. Like sometimes I'll see these videos of people yelling, arguing, like starting, you know, fights with the flight attendants and stuff like this. When you are... When you take the time, the money, the energy to get your bags to the airport, get them checked in, you stand through TSA, you do the stuff, you get your bag, you get to the gate, you get your Starbucks, you get on the plane. What inside of you has enough energy to start a fight? I know. And these guys I that I sent you, they like fist fight, punching people. And everyone's like, hey, hey, hey no, 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 no. Stop. Stop. Oh, stop. Really? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it's it was a, the same thing as the duct tape no, guy. Man, no, no. This is a oh, fist my fight gosh. on the plane. Like over. Maybe you can overlay that on the uh, video podcast. Yeah. I'll what do it. on earth? We'll Thank probably you, get flagged for some sort of violence, but. Oh, well, then maybe not. It's just. You don't even a have to look at it. You don't have yeah. to see it. It's a waste of time for people to take their time and energy to get on a fight, let alone a fist fight. Get on a fight, dude, and then get on with a fight. <laughs> get on a fight and then get on with a flight. Everybody don't flight on their fights, okay? <laughs> Just fight don't. or flight. Fight or flight. You know, the, it's, it's the classic fight or flight response. Some Some people do both, fight and flight. Right. It's so true. Yeah, that's messed up. It's messed I, up. I've I've been ticked off in the air before. Just uh, when you were going, in fact, when you were saying all the things, you go through TSA, you went through the whole process. Something inside of me started to bubble up a little bit. What I you started got? to get a, I started to get a little agitated. What is it? Because it is. Well, I'm just saying it's stressful. Oh, just that. All that stuff that is stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, on the other hand, to play devil's advocate here. I could see somebody getting onto the plane after wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait the entire airport process, getting on the plane and just being ready to pop off. Sure. Being ready to pop off if somebody looks at them the wrong way, if somebody brings shrimp scampi onto the flight, if somebody has a baby crying behind <laughs> them, you know? Yeah. But not to the point of throwing hands. Yeah. You can be mad, but you just turn your music up. At most, make a little comment. <laughs> and that's where most people disagree <laughs> with me. But I'm going to make a little comment, probably that no one can hear. I'll just be like, well, thanks for, um, yeah, shrimp scampi smells really good. Thanks for bringing that on the flight. Yeah. Oh, how did, what lottery did I win that I get to sit next to you? Huh. Mm -hmm. Thanks for loving. taking one bite out of that burrito and falling asleep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that happened, right? For a Isn't three and a half hour flight. Mm. Holding it like this. Right. He's in got a little hand. Here. He's got a little hand fan that's blowing the scent yeah. to the back rows. I'm actually going to put that that picture up right now. Um, Unreal. This guy took one bite out of his massive burrito 
leaving Detroit. Nope, sorry, leaving Nashville and flying to Vegas. Took one bite out of his burrito, fell asleep for the rest of the flight. Burrito it's hanging be a, out. Uh, it's gotta be a three. <laughs> it's gotta be a three-hour flight, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my word! Some people. Some people, man. Speaking of some people, this is another note I wrote. So when I I go to the gym at the at lunchtime now, I go over my lunch and I try to just, you know, bust through a quick workout over a 60 minute or so period of time. And I go and I usually warm up on a treadmill for like five minutes and I go to the same treadmill. And every day that I've been going for the past two weeks and I warm up on that treadmill at about 11 a.m., there are three discarded Lifesavers mints wrappers in the left cup holder. Every time I go to that treadmill, there are three <laughs> discard, and they're the same ones because I usually, or I'm sorry, they're not the same ones because I usually take them and throw them out because it's it just bothers me to have trash right there. Yeah. I'm the same person who, in elementary school, when there would be gum in the drinking fountain and I'm down there at the drinking fountain, I would sometimes grab it and just throw it into the trash or throw it on the floor or something. Because I didn't want my, fa- I didn't want some somebody's discarded stuff to be so close to me. Yeah, would you to get my a face. paper towel first? I want to say no, but I haven't done that in many years, so I can't imagine. It's hard for me to imagine myself barehanding somebody's gum, or maybe I would just swat it out like this. That's better. <laughs> Less contact time with my with my. <laughs> oh, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Maybe I would just eat it. <laughs> no, I was I couldn't imagine myself grabbing it barehanded. I would probably just No, you're right. Pick it up with my bare hands and eat it and then swap. <laughs> swap. <laughs> that's stupid. Oh, that's so dumb. That is. But it's perfect. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Have you ever accidentally Have you ever accidentally unfollowed someone on Instagram and then you have to refollow them No. instantly? I have. Yesterday I was watching um, a reel that my friend had posted and was laying on the couch like with my phone like this. Let's see if this arm can move. With my phone like this and I dropped it onto my chest and when I picked it up, it was just in time for me to see unfollowed. Like it was like the <laughs> notification, like fading, fading away. Like when I picked it up, I had unfollowed somehow and I had to refollow. And then I had to DM her and be like, Hey, I don't know how this happened. This is, I think the first time this has ever happened, but I swear I didn't just refollow you. Like I, did, I swear I didn't unfollow you some time ago and refollow you today. It was instant. <laughs> it was a period of 35 seconds, but still it's awkward. Because yeah. how can they ultimately know that I'm telling the truth other than for me to talk about it on my podcast? You got to come clean. And you did. I'll probably, I'll probably post this, honestly. I'll probably post this on Instagram so that she knows. Yeah. One Her name is also been, Jordan, in fact. One time I've been on someone's page that like, I don't super know, but I follow. And I've liked something. Deep in the archives? Like you're not no. even like the most recent thing? Because I've done no, that. No, like maybe like the most recent thing or whatever. But then I'll take the heart away. You can. You can do that. Yeah. And they don't get a notification. 
Here's where it's fuzzy to me. I don't know if when you remove the like, if they're if they have push notifications on their phone. Yeah. Or so where you see it on the lock screen. I don't know if it disappears in that instance. We should try out. Let's try it right should, now. We should try to do a thing. Do you have push notifications? Yeah, I do. All right. I'll go to your your thing. And um I'm actually on the Stouting Off account right now. Try to find a picture to... you haven't liked. I know. Um All right, my my screen's locked. Okay. So I'm going to like this for like five seconds and then I'm going to take the like away, okay? Yep. Oh, no, I'll do it two seconds. I'm going to put the sound on just so it makes it I'll more interesting for our viewers. Okay, here. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. Okay, I got the notification. Now I just removed it. Now I just removed it. Don't unlock. No unlocking. No, it's there. It stays. <sighs> Alarming. We, f- we found a hole. I'm going to re-like it. You deserve that like. Thanks. It's you and the family on, on the yacht. Um, wow, that's interesting. I think See, we I actually just taught a very, very good lesson to... A valuable lesson. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, that's, that's something good to know. <laughs> it is. It is, Jord. Wow. See, we bring value, you guys. We bring value. Um, whenever I post on Instagram, not whenever, but oftentimes when I post, whether it's a place that I'm at or listening to something or I'm with someone or whatever, I have, there's a person who follows me who is always like cool guying me. And what I mean by that replies back and is like, oh, (laughs) love that place, dude. Classic. Good memories there, man. Or like, oh, dude, I... I've been listening to that album for like three years. I can't believe you just found out about it. So good. It's like kind of, it's like kind of like bro, like, like on the same page, but it's kind of also like superior. I I have stronger ties to that, whatever it is (laughs) than you do. Quick question. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is this a mutual acquaintance? Because if so, I have a guy too. Yes, it is. <laughs> love that love that restaurant. So classic, dude. Can't can't say enough good stuff about that one. Dude, glad you finally got to go. It's ex- it's that sentiment. It's that sentiment makes me mad. Makes me mad. Annoys me. Annoys me. Makes me mad. Don't reply. Hide stories from you. For next time. You can't see. You can't see. Then you can't reply. Then you can't reply. Because you... Whatever. I'm about to pop off. I'm about to stout off. (laughs) That's awesome. How's my hair look? Real nice. I didn't put any product in it. It feels like it looks stupid. Did you put Prada in it? I did put Prada in it. Yeah. I sprayed it with Prada perfume. Devil I take pride it. in my Prada product. <laughs> I'm proud of the product that I have, and I take pride in pro- I take pride in it. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, um, all all public bathrooms should have the exact same door orientation. How they swing, they should be where you have to pull to walk into the bathroom. And you push to walk out of the bathroom. Yeah. They should all be that. I want that to be a federal law. Yeah. So you don't have to grab a handle on your way out? Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. You don't have to either have a paper towel and put it on the handle when you're leaving, discard it in the trash, or when you're wearing long sleeves or something, you can put your sleeve over it. I just don't want to do that. They should all be so that you have to push yeah. to get out because you can hit bump, you can, you know, like back into it, kick it, whatever. And Sometimes they have the little foot uh, claw thing. Yes. But if you're doing legs that day, which you, I did today, actually. You jello. If you're, even if you're not doing legs that day, to pull with your leg toward you and then swing away from you. Yeah. It it makes my like ball, it makes like my hip joint pop. Oh, yeah, for sure. It does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like a light pop. So just don't. I'm, I am going to petition the U.S. Senate to sign that into federal law enforceable by imprisonment. I'll sign it. <laughs> You'll sign my petition? Yeah. You'll be my witness? You will bear witness. Um, oh, I want to include a video on this too. On this thing that I'm going to say next. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. But what I'm about to say is something that I actually had to do yesterday. I took the drain thing out of my shower the drain plug yeah so now it's just like kind of like an empty drain with like a little grid like a little cross thing in it you know yeah. like yep so i took that out some time ago and it's just been filling up with my hair which i i lose a lot of hair somehow i don't know how hmm. it's pretty wild though because i only wash my hair like once a week or so and so whenever i do it's just like the hair just starts to fall out it's yeah. like ah this is nice but anyway, yesterday I got to a point where I had to fish it out with a freaking coat hanger. Shoo. Go down in there and fish out. Even though it's my hair, it's disgusting. It's still gross, yeah. There's something about hair when it's not attached to your head anymore that's disgusting. It doesn't Even make your dirt any better. Like, because that's also like yeah. the sweat off your body, the dirt. Oh, yeah. And that's because it that catches. Also, it catches. It's gross. But anyway. So yesterday I went on Amazon. I found this $5 little drain cover thing and it's like a rubber uh, picture like a bowl, but you put it upside down over the drain and then it's, and it's perforated. It's got holes in it and then it's got this rubber lip around it too. So hair can't slide under it and stuff. And it's from like some manufacturer. I have to imagine in Asia, whether that's like China or Taiwan or something else. And their video for it really grossed me out, like the demo video for it. And it's an animation, but even so it grossed me out. And I want to show it on the podcast here. It's just in a little bit too much detail for like they 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 took they took a lot of creative freedom with like really depicting exactly how this works. Yeah. I won't yeah, it's just gross. But anyway, what's grosser is that if you don't have something like that to catch your hair, you got to fish it out with, with a coat, with a shirt hanger thing. Yeah, that's no good. That I that I had to fashion with my pliers. Sure. With my channel locks made by Husky that are spray painted white because when I rehabbed that house earlier this year, the Honduran guys wouldn't give a rip about what was laying around when they were painting. So all of my stuff that I had in the house, like around when they were going through and spraying is just white. All my stuff is white. <laughs> it's so annoying. 
there's like a piece of the wall that's just got like a plier outline. Yes. <laughs> or like a hammer shape. <laughs> Somehow the hammer was affixed to the wall. It, it, they spray painted over it and then it came off. A vertical wall. <laughs> Stuck like that. These there. new hammers, man, stick right to drywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. They make them like that. You never have to lose them. Little hammer stencil. <laughs> hammer stencil. For sure a name of a Dutch family somewhere. Um, I'm going to send you this video, Jordy, while it's still on my mind. What's the most recent thing you've purchased on Amazon? I bought 24 light bulbs last night. Too many. Um, the reason I did is because the people who updated the house that I live in, they every single light bulb in the house is 6,000 Kelvin. Uh, that means lumens. You mean daylight. lumens? No, Calvin color temp. Um, so Calvin? like, yeah. So like, I thought. You, ca- how you spell it? Real quick. I don't know. K. Because Kelvin, K E L V I N, is a temperature unit, not well, color temperature. Anyway. 6,000 K, the little number on your light bulb package. I'll stop asking. I don't know. So a a typical house light, like your lamp over there, if it were on, would be like 3,000. 6,000 is real cold. Okay. True. True. So everything outfitted in this house is 6,000. So everything looks like an operating room. Every room. Oh, yeah. it's, It's very cold, very bright. Yeah, it's freezing. So... Monica wanted that changed out, so I bought 24 because I need 21 light bulbs. No problem. No problem. 1099 No problem. 1099, the tax number. Um, That's my 1099 for this year. (laughs) Saying that to the IRS, but well, don't you see the receipt I just purchased earlier back in August? 24 light bulbs. I just sent you the thing. Yeah, I got it. Cool. It's already I'm played on the podcast. It's, it's already played. Ah, <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. Because we're on it. We're on it. Um, I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe, maybe we'll cut this and no, we won't. We'll do it next time though on episode forty-one. But what I want to say is, you guys, we have such, we have a, a small band of misfit toys aka our friends and family of this podcast our support network our fans the stouting off community we need you to share this podcast with other people who get it you know because not everybody gets us and that's okay we can't be something to everybody but we can be everything to somebody okay and you guys only you guys know who that is so would you please share this podcast with your friends family loved ones with your friends, family, (laughs) find your friend and share it with their family, with your colleagues, with your coworkers, with your spouses, with your children above the age of probably 14. Um, we're TV 14, like that TV rating back in the day. We're not though. We're really not. We're, we're family friendly. Oh, for sure. In this family. Yeah. So anyway, would you guys share this? You don't even have to post about it on your Instagram, although 
we'd be eternally grateful. <laughs> we'd be eternally grateful. And Although, we'll definitely. I mean, what's another way of sharing it with people? Um, throw it on your story. Throw it on your dang story. That's what I'm saying. Throw it on your story. Throw it on your story. Tag us, Stouting underscore off. We'll repost it. Maybe you'll get a new follow out of the bargain. If I'm not already following you from the Stouting Off account, then I will. And then other than that, our five or 600 followers will probably all follow you as well. So you never know. You We're never one family. Know. We are one fam. We are one family in many locations. Yep. But um, that's all I've got, Jordy. That's yeah, all I've man. got. <laughs> Period. That's it? Period. Period. It's good spirit. By the way, this glass, this whiskey glass, is the most pretentious glass of all time. It has. It looks like this, and it actually is a whiskey glass. It's called a copita glass. It looks like this, and it has <laughs> a glass cap, dude. It just doesn't get more pretentious. The cap is not to keep out contaminants, but rather to keep the fragrance and the aroma in the glass so it can decant. Dude, that's something that I would find in my great-grandmother's china cabinet holding jelly beans. And that that's right, with the lid on it so that the jelly beans can decant. <laughs> that's where I actually I found it. I don't know if I told you that. Um, you did? What are your grandparents' names? You don't, you're not super close with two of them, right? No. Um, what, what, what about the two that you are close with? What about the... Um, Arbadella... Ernie, um, Edward, and don't know. Yeah. And Florence Both. and Eddie. And because because for a because <laughs> for a season, <laughs> mainly the first um, basically like twenty eight years of my life, my great grandparents, and that's why I said my great grandparents' china cabinet, not my grandparents' china cabinet. Oh. Word. Okay. Because I knew sense. them closer than I did my grandparents. I see. Yeah. I see. And then Florence and the Machine came Florence back. I just need Florence and the Machine. <laughs> oh, that's great. I had to bring that up because I didn't get enough of a laugh from you, nor did I get enough time for myself to really laugh about it. So, but now I'm satisfied. <laughs> Both my grandmas are named Pat. Um, and then you have an I uncle had, Pat too. Yeah. He's, uh, tragically passed away but um he but also had an uncle pat that's right yeah i said had <laughs> oh did you no it sucks um <laughs> i said had wait 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 a second i said had you did uh no no <laughs> you idiot uh. oh then of course i had larry and tom for grandfathers classic um that's all that's all i got it's but, been a good um, one it's been Dude, nice. real quick question how yeah. convenient you know i miss you like being yeah. in person with you and stuff yeah how convenient is it to do a podcast Re- remotely like this like this it's the best thing that's ever happened to me i was like hey man i gotta go shoot a podcast and then i went up 12 stairs and we're shooting the podcast. Yeah, didn't even need to leave the house. It's fun. You know, kids you're still are in the here. background. Kids, <laughs> kids are screaming in the background. It's all good. It's all good stuff. <laughs> no, I didn't even hear him just that one time. But dude, this is 
we're real. We keep it real around here. So you get real glimpses into our lives. We hold nothing back from you except for a few key things, mostly my relationship status at any given time and other stuff. So whatever. We're here we for the cast, man. We're here for the cast. We're here for the cast. So anyway, without much further ado, thank you as always for listening to the Stouting Off podcast. Like I said just a few moments ago, would you share our podcast? Because it's our podcast, not me and Jordan. It's ours collectively. Would you share this with your friends and family? Would you click subscribe? Would you click the thing that notifies you when we post a new episode, mostly on Mondays? Would you download the episodes on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else? Would you? I'm asking you, would you? And would you sow a seed of just $20 to my Venmo? (laughs) (laughs) Turns into that. (laughs) All right. We love you. Thanks for listening to the Stouting Off podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.